Greater love has no one than this, that they let their friend talk them into coming on the podcast. <laughs> uh, I'm joined today by Carol and Cynthia. Say hi. Hello. Hi. And we're going to be talking about what it looks like to be on the way with Jesus and serving on the way, particularly in the area of kids ministry. Uh, Cynthia is our director of Chatham Kids, director of ministries to children, I think is the official title. And Carol is our North Chatham director for children's ministry. And together they form the dynamic duo that work with 75 to 120 kids every week from age three weeks, I think is the youngest we've seen recently, to you're probably too old to be in children's ministry, but you're here anyway, and we love you. <laughs> so so today we're going to be talking about that experience of being on the way while serving. So Cynthia, Carol, could you all share a little bit about how you got involved in children's ministry? Sure. All right. Um, I've actually been um, involved in children's ministry probably since about the age of 16, Um, my sister wanted to go to church and I wasn't super interested in going to church, but I found out they had a nursery and a toddler room and they would let me work in the toddler room if I attended church the first service. So, um, since then pretty much off and on, I've been working or serving at some, in some capacity with, with kids ministry. So, so we'll let you jump in in a second, Carol, you get a, 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 30-second reprieve, but I want to ask a follow-up on that. So, Cynthia, for you, children's ministry was, in a way, an entry point into church life. Absolutely. I was I was driving my sister to church. I was only there so that she could have a ride. I wasn't interested in attending church myself, but I did like working with the kids. And so um, I came in at kind of the backwards way, where I started with kids ministry and then got involved um, in church for myself. You know, I feel like I've seen that a lot at Chatham Community Church and in churches where I've served over the years, where people who are maybe a little bit more hesitant about sitting in a service, having someone kind of talk to them for 30 minutes, singing songs that are unfamiliar to them, that, that for them, when they find a place to serve, they find a place in the community, which then creates space in them to, to engage more deeply in some of the more spiritual practices around Christianity. Well, it was very sweet for me because not having grown up in church, I didn't even know the basic stories. I mean, maybe I knew David and Goliath. Maybe I knew, um, you know, Jesus on the cross, the manger at Christmas. Um, so I could sit in while a teacher told smaller children these basic stories and own them a little bit for myself so that when I did go to, to big church, which was a requirement at that church for serving with the kids was that you would also have to spend you know time in the service. I didn't feel so out of place or clueless or that I was lacking in the background knowledge that everybody else had. I was getting it when the kids got it. Yeah. And, and actually some of the things that we do in order to teach kids, object lessons, crafts, engaging both the left and the right brain, those are actually just great ways to learn for anybody. Uh, it's one of the reasons why the Jesus Storybook Bible is one of the best first Bibles to read is because it's accessible. It's written for kids, and because of that, it's accessible for all of us. That's great. That's a great, that's a great insight. See, worth, worth coming on the podcast. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, so Carol, uh, tell us a little bit about your journey. How did you get involved in serving in children's ministry? 
Yes, so I did grow up in the church. I grew up in a Southern Baptist church, and we had church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night as well. Um, Were you kind of there whenever the doors were open? If the doors were open, we were there. We had Sunday school in the morning and church, then training union, which was kind of like Sunday school, then church again, and then prayer meeting on Wednesday. So we were there. I was also, I worked some in the nursery as a a young, um, I guess a youth person and but i also like helped with puppet shows for the children's church which i really loved really and i didn't know that i know puppets yeah. creep some people out is that you cynthia yeah, <laughs> is it puppets or clowns i, I know clowns <laughs> clowns is chris puppets is me oh okay <laughs> yeah so but i loved doing that it was a, um, a fun way to tell the story um with the puppet as an adult we went to chapel hill bible church for years and i started serving in the toddlers and infants there um and taught a little bit. A lot of my um, work with kids has not been so much teaching, but sort of from the support side at the Bible church, I uh, second service would go around and make sure everybody had snack and, and oh, supplies yeah. for crafts. So I was sort of on the support side after I stopped working with toddlers and infants. So pretty much been my whole life been involved with kids ministry. Well, and you know, that support side, it's really important to, to mention that because I think for a lot of folks, when they think about serving in children's ministry, they picture sitting on a mat, um, crisscross applesauce, however you want to call it, surrounded by, uh, by kids, you're trying to keep their snot off of you, <laughs> you know, holding a, a book or working with a, a, a felt board and, 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 teaching them. But in order for that to happen, in order for that teacher to be able to sit on the floor with those kids, there's a whole lot of other behind the scenes stuff that has to happen. And I think particularly for folks who are parents of young kids, they they may need a break from sitting on the ground with their kids and actually finding a place to serve that's more administrative, that's more logistics, that's more behind the scenes actually can be really rewarding. And uh, did you find there was a little bit of a shift as your children aged where you were like, okay, I'm more interested in doing this than that. Is that connected to that or is that just... I think so. I mean, I think um, as my kids were, you know, going into the nursery and the toddler room, I wanted to be in there and that was a natural place to get plugged in. But as they grew up, I don't feel that, that teaching is necessarily my strongest gift but there are other ways to serve in children's ministry without needing to be a strong teacher. Um, so it just naturally for me, I tend to be more of a support type. That's just my my get my skill set. So I just fell naturally into that role. I think. Yeah, yeah. You know, my experience serving with children's ministry started when I was in middle school. Actually, I had shortly started to follow Jesus. And didn't really know what to do with myself at church because it, it can be really tricky to be a teenager in church. A lot of stuff is pitched to adults on Sunday morning. And I, I ended up doing this um, sixth grade boys Sunday school or fifth grade boys Sunday school. They were about to become sixth graders. And I ended up with a dozen uh, fifth grade boys. Wow. <laughs> and... Uh, and I, I did not know that I did not know what you were not supposed to do. <laughs> so, so we did the David and Goliath battle, and you know I was taller, taller than them because I was at, at that point I was maybe fifteen, and they were 
10 or 11, however, however old you are in fifth grade. So I was David and, or I was Goliath and they were David and I let them, you know, <laughs> wad up, um, you know, paper towels and, and throw, throw them at me like rocks. And our director of kids ministry kind of walked by and poked her head in the classroom and looked at what was happening. And I gave her the double thumbs up, like, <laughs> this is going so great. They're loving it. And, um, you know, one of the things that was really rewarding for me is that years later, I would visit that church when I was home from college and some of those kids would come up to me and, and I had developed a relationship with them mm-hmm. and, and it helped me see that God actually was using me in that time because at some point I learned that a kid's relationship with an adult who is not their parents in the church, that that's one of the primary things that keeps kids connected with faith, that makes faith sticky as they enter into adulthood. And I felt like, wow, God, that you really used me in that. Like, I'm curious, what are some ways that serving, particularly in Chatham Kids Ministry, I know you serve in a whole bunch of different other places, but particularly serving in children's ministry, how, how has that affected your relationship with God? Um, I think for me, seeing the story told at the simplest form, Jesus loves you, he's for you, he's with you, that just like, I don't know, just seeing those kids who are so open to hearing it at that point in their life, they're not, they haven't become cynical, um, it, it just encourages me and just seeing the growth and the belief of the kids it's just i'm having a hard time putting it into words but just is it can i can i try to reflect back what i'm hearing no no no, i'll be like so what i'm hearing what i'm hearing is something like um you know as an adult we sometimes make our faith more complicated than it needs to be and when kids when you're having to explain it to kids or when you're hearing it how kids are hearing it it reminds you of the core foundational principles. So, so you may, you may be worried about the problem of suffering or mm-hmm. the nature of the Trinity or how the predestination stuff works or what's the role of spiritual gifts. So you get off into the weeds on all of those things right. and, and you can forget that Jesus loves me. This I know for the Bible tells me so. Right. Uh, Carl F.H. Henry is a famous theologian, um, biblical expert scholar. Uh, was at Trinity seminary. And, and he said he would sum up the whole Christian faith and Jesus loves me, this I know, mm-hmm. for the Bible tells me so. That, that kind of foundational truth that we teach to children is also the most important truth we need for ourselves. Is that, is that, yes, very much. And, and you know, when you have kids and they're little and they see a bug for the first time or they see the full moon for the first time and they're so amazed and we just like take it for granted because We've seen it for a really long time. Sort of the same way with our core beliefs. Like we hear it all the time. So yeah, of course we know God is with us and God loves us. But to see it light up in them has really helped me just remember those simple core beliefs. And that's yeah. been a big thing in Chatham Kids and Kids Ministry in general. Yeah, that's fantastic. I think that's something we all need. Yeah. I think my answer is very similar. We we uh, We get to go in there every Sunday. We get to break it down to the simplest form and my brain doesn't I don't, you want to take a break from worrying about the worries of the world and what does this mean with that and what's and then to just be able to look at a toddler or a preschool and say Jesus loves you Jesus can do miracles um our curriculum every Sunday boils it down to one bible point what what from the story do you want the kids to get this Sunday um and so 
with that thought in my head all week sometimes that's that's just enough you know to to deal with all the other chaos and and craziness is to to make it at, at, to enjoy your faith at a, at a childlike level and uh, and watch kids get to enjoy that faith at a childlike level because like you said it's new and it's amazing and it's mm-hmm. fun for them and we get the privilege of being there when that happens for them and i Thank God on a regular basis for letting me be a part of that journey for a lot of these kids. When we see the kids um, get baptized, when they're, you know, middle school, early elementary school, even on into high school, and we know that that we were blessed with being a part of that at their journey at one point. Um, it's it's pretty fun to get to see that that God chose you to be a part, a small part of that at some point. It's some of the same reward that we get as parents, right? I mean, it's part of the part of the reward of parenting is seeing, well, I made a really special contribution to the life of this human who is emerging <laughs> into the world, right? And and uh, when you see that you made a positive contribution, that the Lord took the gift that you gave to that child and gave it roots in their life, I mean, there is something really special about feeling like you're included in what God's doing in someone else's life. Um, Yeah, yeah, there's something really rewarding about that. I I wonder if I could circle back to something you mentioned uh, a few minutes ago, Cynthia. You had talked about, as you're preparing to talk to the kids about stuff, that you sometimes will reflect on the main lesson or the main idea or or the main Bible point. Is there a way in which preparing to teach or preparing to support teachers, maybe for for you, Carol, particularly in that support role, like preparing to support teachers, is there a way in which you have to engage more deeply with that material than you would if you just got it emailed in your inbox on a Monday morning as like, here's a great thought for today? I think so. I think when you, I just, I think as a teacher in general, any concept that you're going to teach, you need to look at it from different angles and different. So we're fortunate that our curriculum breaks it down, you know, for us. And then it tells us where to go in the Bible to read more. And then really I try to give it back up to the Lord and say, this is what I'm teaching this Sunday. What else, you know, what else do I need to have in my toolbox? And there are, um, times when you'll think, well, if I were, if I were four and I were listening to this, what questions would I have? If I were a third through fifth grader and I'm listening to this, you know, different questions, mm-hmm. um, that they're going to have. And so it's a fun exercise for me to do kind of the, what if, and the play both sides of the story to come up with different ways to explain it because the, the curriculum or the, or the scripture will explain it one way. And then you need to say, but that's like, if this, you know, if you're on the playground and this happens, that's, that's like this. And so I think to me, it, it it gives it to me in different levels and different places to plug it into different aspects of my life as I'm getting ready to plug it into just different aspects of theirs. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think I think having to approach a concept multiple different ways gives you a better grasp on the concept. And that's true also for a relationship. So C.S. Lewis talks about in his book, The Four Loves, when he talks about friendship, he talks about how when he spent time with... with uh, he calls him John, but it's J.R.R. Tolkien. So he spends time with, with uh, Tolkien and spends time with um, his friend Charles that he saw a different side of Tolkien than he would have if he had just spent time with him one-on-one. 
And there is something, I think, about when we're spending time with the Lord one-on-one. It's wonderful. It's powerful. But when you're when you're spending time with the Lord and small children mm-hmm. or with the Lord and other teachers or with the Lord and a worshiping community, uh, you know, singing praise to him, that you get to see more of who God is. Not that, the, not that God changes, but that we have access to a little bit more of him than we would have otherwise. I know that's not necessarily what you said, but that's what... That's what <laughs> he I mean. makes it sound much better. <laughs> well, I, I had another question I um, wanted to ask because... It's along those lines because we we not only get a, a deeper relationship with Jesus as we find a place to serve. I'd strongly encourage everyone listening to this to find a place to serve. Chatham Kids is wonderful. There are lots of places to serve as well. It, it doesn't just help our relationship with Jesus, though. It also affects our relationships with other people. Carol, I wonder, could you speak to how serving in Chatham Kids has affected your relationships with other people? Certainly. Um a few years ago, the one story that comes to mind, I served at the front desk with uh, someone, and we worked together so often and got to know each other really well that we started calling each other peanut butter and jelly. I was the peanut butter, she was the jelly, and okay. so we asked, that wasn't working at that point, um, but I, we asked the scheduler, always put us together, we have to be together, because she's the peanut butter and I'm the jelly, like it just won't happen if we're not together. Okay. So uh, yeah, we, a peanut butter sandwich <laughs> without jelly? I know, right? That's, it's dry. So, so that's, that's what my, my oldest, that's what he eats. And I'm like, why would you do that? I would gladly, I would gladly put sugar in your sandwich. <laughs> he says, no. doesn't no. want the sugar. Peanut butter only. Yeah. So she and I would share our life what going ons and um, get to know each other and touch base with each other during the week. And we really just connected and there's no better way to get to know somebody than serving together, whether you're holding babies together or uh, change diapers or working at the front desk or whatever involvement you have. It's a really wonderful way to connect with people and get to know them more personally. And it's really different than the way I think a lot of times we think friendship works. Sometimes we think friendship works almost like dating. Mm -hmm. You need to go get coffee and you need to be sitting across the table and staring at each other and talking about your lives. And, And some friendships operate that way. But a lot of, I mean, it's certainly true for me, a lot of my best friendships happen as I'm working or happen as I'm serving or happen as I'm going on walks or or things like that, that actually this activity to do together creates space for the friendship to not be the focus of the encounter, Mm -hmm. which is actually, I think, where friendship grows. Right, right. And we never did anything socially together outside of church, but occasionally she will text me during the week and say, hey, peanut butter, how's it going? You know, things like that. We check in with each other. That's awesome. So, yeah, it was a great relationship that we formed through that. Yeah, yeah. How about you, Cynthia? Any stories or any insights into how serving in children's ministry in particular, but how, how that has shaped your friendships? I think there's a couple parts of it. One to kind of piggyback on what Carol said, you know, if you have a goal and you accomplish it and you work on somebody else works on that goal with you. And at the end of Sunday or at the end of a project, you can say, wow, we just, we just did a thing. Um, that creates a bond, I think already with that person. There's also, you know, kind of a coming at it from the opposite way. We've, we've got a project. I need people people come and at the end of the project, we weren't, you know, we may not have been friends before the project, but now we've done this thing together and, um, we've got this bond. There's a, um, 
a mom in the church that I, I worked with her one time um, on a Sunday morning. We only had two kids in the class. We played with toddlers. We sang songs. We shared our own stories and talked to our own toddlers. And I feel like every time I run to, into her on a Sunday morning, I don't see her in town. I don't see her. I, I got to check in with her real quick and just do a quick, a quick hi and a quick, because she's got a part of my heart and I've got a part of her life now that we've just got that, that little connection. And it's, um, it's super fun. Yeah. I mean, that, that shared story creates space for connection. Well, and when that point of connection too, is telling kids about Jesus, that makes it, I think even more fun and more special when, when what you bond over with, with somebody is getting to spend time with small children and break down the word of God into Jesus loves me. Um, that's even, to me, that's even a more special bond and, um, gives you something to, to go back to and to go together on. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking to a family in the church of, of a, um, a high schooler and that high schooler went and had lunch the other day with a woman who had been her Sunday school teacher mm. uh, back when she was in elementary school. Oh. Like they built a bond then. And this woman has this ongoing connection and relationship with this now high school student and because they have that connection, and I have that same connection with the student, I I have another thing that I can talk with this former Sunday school teacher about. I don't know if that makes sense. That made sense in my head, and then I started talking. <laughs> well, no, that was really kind of the, the second point that I was talking about, a, a couple ways that, that, that working with kids and Chatham kids works on friendships in that there are, there are people, there are adults in the church that I gave my children to for hours every oh, Sunday yeah. morning yeah, yeah. and that poured into my children. I mean, I could make a list. I'd call them all out. I could call them all out on the podcast of, of people that, that I dropped my really feisty kindergarten and first grader off with or, or my just middle, middle school boy who had so many questions and wanted to know more. Um, and there were trusted adults that I was able to to turn my kids over to. Now, as my kids are getting older, there are kids that I've taught as toddlers that I had in preschool that um, even I've been around long enough that some of them are now in the third through fifth grade class. And I feel a connection with their parents because I've been a little part of, of, of their upbringing and, and of that part of their life. And when, when class is over and the parents come, um, I had a sweet, sweet interaction with us, a, a little boy's second service this past Sunday. And when dad picked him up, I pulled him aside for a minute and I said, I know he's had some struggles and today was a good day. Today was a really good day. Um, thank you for letting me be part of this really good day that he had today. He answered questions. He interacted. He was excited about the story. And I love seeing that. And so that parent trusted the child who's having gen struggles in general into our class on a Sunday morning. Um, and that's huge for my friendship with the parent, for my interaction with the kid. Um, that's sweet to get to be part of that and to have that story to tell. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I'm really grateful for you all for making time in the midst of a really busy Chatham kids season. I don't know that listeners to the podcast will realize <laughs> how busy this season is. Do you, do you want to share just like, it won't stress you out to share like what you got coming up this weekend, what's on the horizon in the summer. Do you want to share some yeah, of that I'll, stuff? Yeah, I'll talk I about the really weekend. Cool. Yeah, you, do you want about, me to talk about the weekend? You yeah, talk about that. summer. So yes, we're really excited. This Saturday is our second annual uh, bridge, what do we call it? Bridge our day. bridge yeah. day for 
our fifth graders who are sort of graduating from Chatham Kids, and we're sending them over to Blake in Mosaic uh, Youth Group. And we have a sort of a day to get them ready for that and equip them with the tools for sitting in service or for serving or both. And we will have lunch. We'll have some workshops. We'll go to the lake. So we're really excited. Last year, we had, what, about eight, eight. kids? And I believe that the majority of those kids are very involved in youth groups still to this day. So it was very successful, and we're excited. This year we have five kids this Saturday for, what, eight or nine hours? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, kind of a, a last huge discipleship experience yeah. with those kids. It's right. not just fun and games and ice cream, although right. it is fun and games and ice sure, cream. Sure, But it's also mm-hmm. this big discipleship right. input to hand them over. I really respect how you all take seriously, not just... You're not just treating children's ministry as childcare. Right. That you're actually thinking through how do we help these these little people mature in their faith and connect with God in this stage and in the next stage. That's, that's wonderful. I know that's a lot of work to pull that together. And so, at the same time you're doing that, you're also preparing for the summer. What's on deck this summer? Right. So we're gearing up for our summer Sunday Scouts. We take a little bit of a break from our traditional. Sunday school model on Sunday mornings and switch over to a rotational model where the kids get to still hear the story, um, but we do a fun theme. It's kind of like taking VBS and dragging it out a little bit every Sunday. Um, We do a fun theme. We do some fun activities. We invite people who don't normally serve in Chatham Kids to come in and share special talents, special gifts, just some special time with the kids. It It gives our regular teachers time to recharge and go off and do some other things and get ready for the fall because <laughs> um, they're coming back. Um, and it gives the kids a little something different to look forward to. Um, for kids that travel during the summer, they they um, they come back and they get to pick up where they left off. It, it's, it's not as continuous as the school year is. Um, so it's a lot of fun, and, and it changes things up a little bit and hopefully energizes the kids and the teachers to come back in the fall and get started again. Yeah, I mean, over the... The last summer, we've had people do some really fun stuff <laughs> in there with the kids. We had a, a kind of movement and meditation class with, you know, where, where Jen taught the kids yes. some Thank yoga you, <laughs> stuff. We've had people do music with the kids. We've had people do arts and crafts, things like that, the sort of stuff they're passionate about. Um, this theme being uh, scouts. It, it fits really well with some of the stories that you're looking at. You're looking at the story mm-hmm. of Ruth. You're looking at the story of of Hannah, you're looking at the story of David, the story of Saul, the story of Samuel. Samuel. Oh, that's right, Samuel. I knew it started with an S. Yes. <laughs> we're starting out with Samson, and S- then oh, go yeah, Samson. Samson. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so we're encouraging the kids to grow their hair out really, really long. <laughs> right, right, right. right. Yes. It's summer. Yes. Yeah, perfect for the summer. Long hair. That's the way to go. But um, serving is a wonderful way to connect with God and to connect with the spiritual community that He's placed you in. And it's a way to engage the world for good. If you haven't found a place to serve, try Chatham Kids. It, you're not locked in there. Cynthia and Carol do a great job <laughs> of giving people one-off experiences like this summer or putting people in a rotation so they can serve for a little while and see if it's a good fit. The goal isn't to find your perfect place to serve. The goal is to get started and to learn. And as you do that, I think God will help you on the way with Jesus. Thanks for listening. Have a great week.